Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulMMA.com here for your UFC Belame uh, wrap-up show. We're going to talk more about this on the Holy Smokes podcast Tuesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern. I was originally going to do this Sunday afternoon, but uh, I, I had the day off, but some circumstances occurred that kind of forced me to work today, so figured I would go ahead and do this show. There's plenty to talk about in the limited amount of time I have. The show just went off the air, and my God, uh, <laughs> I think you know everybody was saying this would be a learning experience for Eric Anders. I think the biggest lesson that he learned was don't fight in Brazil because the judges are, are going to do their thing. And Leo Machida is a tough guy to out decision anyway because of his style of fighting. He moves back a lot. Not a lot happened in this fight that varied from round to round. Uh, early on, Eric Anders landed a takedown he had a big straight but outside of that it was Leota Machida moving side to side leg kicking he he reddened Eric Anders leg like with the quickness I thought that was going to be the strategy throughout the entire fight but he kind of went away from that also every time that Machida got hit there was some lady in the in the crowd screaming I don't know what the hell was up with that but it was remarkably distracting Ultimately, I, I had it three rounds to two for Eric Anders. The judges gave it to Leoto Machida. That's that's Brazil, my man, and that sucks. That does suck for Eric Anders. But that being said, this wasn't a robbery by any stretch of the imagination. Like Eric Anders, it was it was just a close fight, and he hung in there with Machida. A lot of people are gonna are not gonna hold this loss against him. He wasn't even in the UFC six months or seven months ago, so. 
Uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying if if Anders had pressured this pressured a little more, maybe he would have won. That's a lot easier said than done against Leoto Machida, whose footwork has has lost a little bit, but it's still it's still his strength. And it was a lot of uh, Machida moving from side to side, uh, avoiding whenever Anders would try to cut him off. Then he would move back the other way. Then he would throw a front kick or something like that. Anders was able to open up a, a pretty nasty cut over uh, Leota Machida's eye that caused Machida some problems. Ah, uh, man. I, f- I feel for Eric Anders because he he wanted this fight. He got this fight. But, man, I get the feeling had this fight been anywhere but Brazil, maybe he'd be walking away with a decision. And uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to mention as well, like, Tim Means won that fight against Sergio Marias. Mother of God. I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but... This show lost John Dodson versus Pedro Munoz. I'll talk a little bit more about Machida and Anders soon. Munoz showed up overweight, and Dodson said, nope, not taking the fight. Munoz blamed it on the hotel that he was at. They said that he didn't have enough hot water, and that, that's what it was. That's what he blamed it on. A lot of people were calling like BS on this. You absolutely do need hot water during a, a, a cut like that, but... I don't know if that's on the UFC for booking the hotel. I don't know if it's on the hotel, like some unforeseen error, but that's miserable. John Dodson was like, nope, not taking the fight, not risking it. It could be bad for my career. He still got a portion of his show money after originally it looking like he wasn't going to. He also got his $10,000 Reebok outfitting fee as well. So good on uh, Reebok giving him that money. But Eric Anders did catch uh, Leoto Machida a couple times early on. And Leoto, and Anders had to get wild. Like, that's that's the way that you have to chase down Machida sometimes. And Machida is, is not, like, above getting wild himself either. But, man, like, it's it's – you have to get wild. You have to press it a little bit more or else you're going to run into the type of situation that Eric Anders did. I don't know, man. Uh, Leoto Machida then called out Michael Bisping after the fight. This the sport's weird, man. And uh, the the fact that almost everyone universally was in agreement that Eric Anders won the fight, but that the fight would go to Machida, that's a real that's a real problem. It's a real problem that this is just commonplace. Like we just knew it. We we just knew it. Like. Yeah, Anders probably won that fight, but they're giving it to Machida. Like, we all knew it. And it's like, you know, I say it's not a robbery because because it was a close fight. It's it's not a robbery, but it's criminal that it keeps happening. Because even these close fights, it's a close fight, but Anders won the fight, man. And it's criminal that in Brazil this keeps happening. And Brazil is such a big territory for the UFC. They just announced UFC 224 was going to be in Rio de Janeiro. Like, why would any American fighter, any international fighter, want to go to Brazil after seeing stuff like this? You can't, in a three-round fight, winning two rounds might not be enough in Brazil, as Tim Means found out tonight. This is... Remarkable incompetence or corruption. And and I don't think it's not like corruption on the UFC's behalf. They don't have a say in the matter. Disgusting, man. Disgusting. Can't wait for Showdown Joe to talk about this on Tuesday on the Holy Smokes 
MMA podcast. <clears throat> this is Valentina Shevchenko fight. Jesus Christ, man. Well, I was saying that she was she was on the fast track to a title shot immediately upon getting in the division. But the way that she just mollywopped this poor woman. Whoever match made this took absolute leave of their senses or their morality. Mother of God. Uh, basically, in about 40 years, when Martians overtake the Earth, they're going to walk into Brazil and they're going to see Valentina Shevchenko still pounding away at Priscilla Cachera with Mario Yamasaki just looking on like, she dies, she dies. Mario Yamasaki should never ref again. And, you know, he's he's a veteran in the game, yada, yada, blah, 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 all due respect. Geneva Convention, don't give a shit. This man put this woman's career and perhaps her life in jeopardy, as somebody pointed out on Twitter. Dana White even, even took a shot at Mario Yamasaki, as he often does. But, I mean, man, you all put this fight together. This is a woman who very well could have won the UFC Bantamweight Championship from Amanda Nunez. Was this close to it? A bad, bad woman in Valentina Shevchenko. And you put her up against a UFC debuting fighter. And it, I think Robbie Fox of Barstool Sports broke it down the best. This woman belonged in rough and rowdy. And he said this before she fought. Because he tracked down some of her footage and, and broke down it, broke it down for a preview. I think the uh, strikes were two hundred and three to three, or two hundred and thirty to three, something of that nature. It was it was just so lopsided, so one sided, so scary, and so miserable. And the fact that Mario Yamasaki never stopped the fight, he never stopped the goddamn fight. Uh, Priscilla had to tap out. Son of a bitch! What a bad decision. Nico Montano, uh, the flyweight champion, is out with a foot injury. Nico, man, super cool. First Native American champion in the UFC. Had a great tournament run. Really awesome. Sorry, you got to run into Valentina Shevchenko, and that is going to suck. I don't know anybody in this division right now who can beat Shevchenko, but I tell you what, guys, if Joanna ever moves up there, that is a fight that I am just cooking for. Joanna versus Valentina Shevchenko, ooh, that is one hell of a fight. Let me take a look at who is in this division right now because it's, it's always changing. Because they're, they're really, they're cleaning out some of these. Liz Carmouche is a good fighter. I, I, I want to see her do, I want to see her more active. Because she had that close fight against Alexis Davis, who was also in that division. Roxanne's there. Roxanne's okay, but, I mean, she's not on uh, Valentina's level. I would expect Valentina to shoot up to number one in the rankings immediately. Like, she should be above Sajara Eubanks. Because Sajara, who knows if Sajara will even fight there, ever. She might go up to 135 for all we know. Yeah, Lauren Murphy... Alexis Davis, Caitlin Chikagan. Caitlin's all right. To me, there's Valentina Shevchenko and everybody else in this division. I'm sure JoJo Calderwood's going to fight there, and I'm very excited to see how a JoJo Calderwood performs at 125 because that's the weight she should have been at for a long time. So we'll see about that. Valentina Shevchenko, what a performance. She looked unreal on the feet. Had she not taken Priscilla down, 
I think that Valentina probably would have finished it about 15 seconds later. I think she would have just knocked uh, Priscilla Cachera out cold. But what a miserable, sad, pathetic performance by Mario Yamasaki. Sad. Sad. Michael Prezeris defeated Desmond Green by unanimous decision. Prezeris had to give up 40% of his purse. Poor Desmond Green got jobbed out here by a man who showed up way overweight to weigh-ins had to forfeit a portion of his purse, then showed up way beyond the weight that he was supposed to be at today. Like, Dave, just no care. No regard to the to the rules that were put in place there. And Desmond Green, having the set of balls that he has, took the fight anyway. So hats off to Desmond Green. I don't really want to put over Prezeris' performance at all in this because, like, it's it's just... So we got main event, sad. Sad judging. You have co-main event. What happened there? A woman could have could have had her career put in jeopardy. Well, that sucks. Your co-main event got pulled from the damn show. Munoz versus Dodson because of some some bathwater issue at the hotel. Mother of God. Then you go you go four down. You go four down, and you still got the goofy shit going on. And I apologize if I'm cursing a little much. You still got the weird stuff going on with Prezeris showing up overweight and then showing up even more overweight than what he... It's embarrassing. Timothy Johnson defeated Marcelo Gaum. They, they, you know that UFC wanted Gaum to win. I, I think it's funny. Like I look at this and Gaum's like only been fighting as a pro for two years. I don't know how much he trained before that. I mean, think about this. Like, Mickey Gall had been training for like <laughs> seven or eight years. Marcelo Gaum has probably been training for like, what, four or five? And he got given to a U- top 15 UFC heavyweight. Speaking of uh, Mickey Gall, his former opponent, CM Punk, you know, I- I'm speculating here, but I would imagine that CM Punk will be on that Chicago card they just announced for June. How about that week in June for Chicago, man? UFC on one Saturday night. You fast forward to the following Saturday, NXT TakeOver. The following night, uh, WWE Money in the Bank. So that's three big shows in about a week and a half for them. That's going to be huge. That's going to be really, really big for them. Uh, But Timothy Johnson won. It was a lot of him imposing his will. This was not a great fight. Uh, No. Andrade and uh, Chico Chito Vera, that was Andrade doing doing what he did. And to, to Vera's credit, in the third round, he really poured it on and made an effort to to stop the fight. Flipped off his opponent while he was getting his ass kicked. That was a little odd. Tiago Santos, man, whoo! I think this was the cleanest thing of this show. Like I want to say, Valentina Shevchenko had the best performance, but you you know what kind of performance she's going to have against a scrub like she faced. Uh, Tiago Santos has won four in a row. He's got four straight TKOs. He tied Anderson Silva for most KOs in UFC middleweight history. He has eight now. Eight. And that's in the last four years. This guy, and he's beaten Elias Theodoru, Nate Marquardt, uh, Anthony Smith. So it's time to give him a big fight, a good fight. Like, no disrespect to Anthony Smith, but 
uh, Tiago Santos at 34 years old ain't getting any younger. And uh, he, he got in the UFC by uh, the the tough Brazil too. And I can't believe that none, like he didn't knock out anybody on that show. He had four fights. He lost twice. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And um, I think even on his first fight, he didn't he didn't even finish. So like there was there was not a lot of indication from his tough Brazil run that he was going to have this type of impact in the UFC. But just over the last year, especially since February of 2017, when he fought Jack Marshman and he had that spinning heel kick, he has been on a roll, unlike anything we've ever seen. Now he had a great a great run from. I think it was January 2015 to mid-2016. Because I remember that Gegard, he got that big fight with Gegard Musashi. And Gegard Musashi beat him. And that was the week that we launched. That was UFC 200. But uh, Tiago Santos, man, he's probably getting a bonus for this too. Just a great performance. Sergio Marais defeated Tim Means. Uh, technically, he did. I thought Tim Means won that fight. Uh, a great fight. Fight of the night performance. Just, just really good stuff. But again, it comes down to this judging. Uh, Tim Means was striking at range and and doing pretty well. Uh, Marias now only one loss in his last nine fights. I was a little surprised that he got either rounds two or three. Means had that look of disbelief on his face, and you know he's got one win in his last five fights, and they're sandwiched between two really unfortunate circumstances: the illegal knees, and then this. So. That's that's a bummer. Uh, elsewhere on this show, Davison Figueroa, I think I pronounced that right, defeated Joseph Morales, TKO. Good performance by him. Yuri Alcantara dominated Joe Soto with a pretty quick finish. So, uh, And Joe Soto, a former UFC title challenger by default, but also a former Bellator champion. That was real quick, like almost like he didn't believe that he hit Joe Soto that hard in the body and followed up and finished it in about a minute. So maybe he gets a performance of night bonus too. I don't know, man. Like when you look at the performance of the nights, like you had that, that first fight, you have Alcantara, Viana had a submission. Santos had that great knockout. 
and then Shevchenko just killed that poor woman. So, yikes. Pollyanna Viana defeated Maya Stevenson. Uh, Mark Ramondi of MMA Fighting brought it to everybody's attention that Maya Stevenson has never beaten anybody with a with a win, period. That's telling. That's telling. And it's sad because, I mean, I respect Joe Stevenson a lot, especially as a trainer. Like, I think he's he's really good and adapted and gets a lot of fighters ready. But, yikes, this show, man, just filled with controversy and sadness and sickness and weird stuff. I just uh, – is Joe Soto out of the UFC possibly with this loss? Yeah. Uh, I, I think so as well. I, I think he is. Now, there, there's a lot of other stuff going on right now in the UFC. Max Holloway injured his leg, and uh, no pun intended, but bless this man. Like, he wanted to fight, and he's never pulled out of a fight before out of, like, 18. So you know it's got to be bad if that's the case. And this is rough with UFC planning a few super fights. I would suspect that Nunez Cyborg is on that uh, May UFC Brazil show. If I were the UFC, I would spread them out. I would do a super fight series and have the press conference that they do where, you know, where they had Conor McGregor up there and Jeremy Steven tried to call him out. I would have all these big stars up there and do the super fight series, three big ones, because outside of uh, Jimmy Rivera and that Bantamweight division, there aren't clear cut contenders in any of these. And you'll have people saying, oh, you're, you're slowing down. Six divisions. It's six divisions that could use some slowing down. And with all due respect, there are like six other divisions. The UFC can throw on some other fights. You know, they they like to double up on those title fights for reasons, as we saw Holloway having to pull out. They offered TJ Dillashaw. They, they've been negotiating with him to face uh, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. And they wanted TJ Dillashaw to fight Cody Garbrandt to, quote, save, you know, I'm putting up the quote fingers, to save the UFC 223 show, or 222 show. And Dillashaw said no. And I don't disagree with why he did it. Uh, He spoke to ESPN's Brett Akimoto and said the following, it took me two years to get a title shot back. Now they want me to defend it on four weeks' notice. I have a five-week-old son. I'm not training. My camp is in California, and I'm in Denver right now. And all this to face a guy who doesn't deserve a rematch to begin with. I lost a split decision to Dominic Cruz when I lost my belt, and the UFC told me they thought I won that fight, and it still took me two years to get back at it. I had to wait through Cody's back injury last year. All of tough bullshit. I told the UFC I'm not doing it. I'm shooting for the DJ fight in July. And Cody Garbrandt says exactly more reason not or to fight. You think you're going to get paid for the DJ fight? Stop listening to Dwayne's bitch ass. He's making you soft. I mean, like, oh, God, man. This is Cody Garbrandt is the guy who tried and wanted to fight legitimately Jean-Claude Van Damme. I've often said Cody Garbrandt strikes me as the kind of guy who wouldn't necessarily shit in the bed of somebody's truck, but. He would absolutely know who did do it. He would he would know the guy who shit in the bed of your truck, and he probably would have said, "Oh, it's right around the corner. Go go do it." Yeah. Woodley is trying to get on the July card. Uh, somebody asked why can't they move Rose and Yoana? They don't like to move the fights. Nico is hurt right now as well. 
Let's see who else we got. They're doing the interim middleweight title, so you can't do that. Yeesh. Yeesh. It's rough. Max just got hurt. You've got your Ferguson Nurmagomedov scheduled. It's rough. It's rough, man. What are they going to do? Uh, I don't know how close Nico Montano is, but gosh, I would. I, I know she had foot surgery, so gosh, it's probably she's probably not ready. I don't know what you can do from that from that point. Try to throw. I would try to throw a bunch of money at an eight Diaz and say, "Hey, come in and fight somebody, anybody that we can get you." But that, that's the way to save a pay per view show. Also, no, I don't think Cody deserves an immediate rematch. I don't think a lot of these people who wait around on their championships deserve these immediate rematches. Defend your championship, and then, like, to me, I think you should, unless you get robbed, like like Shogun got robbed against Machida. He deserved a rematch immediately, and he got one. But Garbrandt didn't do anything that, that like, said, oh, well, God, he deserves that rematch. He needs that rematch. Nope, not really. Not when you got Rafael Sunsell out there. He's on a three-fight winning streak, and he's one and one with TJ Dillashaw. No, you're you're not above him, Garbrandt. Not when you got Jimmy Rivera out there on such a hot streak. Did everything he could to get in the cage with Marlon Marias. By the way, when you got Marlon Marias out there, I would I would do I would see if I could put together Rivera Marias on that show, and then something else on top of it. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe try to stack the deck a little bit. I'll see what else they have on that show, because I know it's not a lot. It's rough. It is rough. Oh, man, that's ugly. That's hideous. Stefan Struve, Andre Arlovsky, Dalloway Lombard, Kat Zingano versus Caitlin Vieira. I, ironically, uh, Zingano or Caitlin Vieira, whichever win that fight could become the next UFC women's featherweight contender for Chris Cyborg's belt. So that that fight should be, I think, should be heavily featured. You got Caraway Stamen, Benil Dariush, Bobby Green. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, man. And that show was in a month. That show was in a month. If I'm the UFC, I turn that into a Fox Sports 1 show. It's really all you can do. Mm. As somebody pointed out, the Tony Habib poster says, World Lightweight Championship. Possible we have two undisputed champions. Okay, so I thought Eddie Alvarez brought up just a brilliant point about this and uh, just had some, like one of those things, like (laughs) it's just, why didn't anybody else think of it? Why would they? strip Conor McGregor of that championship right now to give an undisputed championship to a fight they have tried to make three or four different times and has fallen out. They have tried to make Tony Ferguson Habib like three or four times and it's fallen out. So what do you do? You strip a guy and then you say, oh, this one's for the undisputed championship and it falls out. Well, then what? Well, then what happens? After you can say it, as they're walking to the damn cage. Because, I mean, you, you never know when you're in the clear with Habib Nurmagomedov, all due respect. Also, uh, shout out to Ian Kidd on Twitter who just pointed out, uh, he said, Machida came back from a bullshit 18-month USADA suspension for co- disclosing 
his use of an over-the-counter supplement that doesn't enhance performance, took a fight he didn't even want, got the win as an almost 3-1 to underdog in his hometown. That is a good story. I don't think he won, though. But that is a good, good point. Very good point. Guys, submit any questions. I am going to wrap up soon. We have a lot of exclusives over at FightfulMMA.com. Mother of God, guys. Like, just James Lynch putting in that work. And David T's helping me with those articles that uh, James Lynch does. We got pros picks for UFC 221. Those will be both uh, on Fightful.com and on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast this week. I have a surprise for Showdown Joe. Main eventing the Holy Smokes MMA podcast sent from Bellator themselves. Hot dog, you guys. Yeah, speaking of, we have we had interviews with Anthony Smith, with Maya Stevenson, Desmond Green, Eric Anders, Valentina Shevchenko, uh, Tim Johnson, just everybody ahead of this this UFC Balaam show. Like we we even had Chris Cyborg saying she wanted to fight Becky or wrestle Becky Lynch. Loser changes their hair color. We got the goods over at Fightful.com. Tons of news updates, too. I'm looking to add some more video content to our YouTube. We brought on a new weekend editor, or weekend uh, content creator, essentially, and a uh, weekday editor and content creator. We, we promoted Pat Fan, and congratulations to him. You all have seen him do just outstanding work for us and has improved so much over the last year, so I was very happy to promote within in that regard, but Hey, if you are a content creator and you want to freelance with Fightful.com, you get a hold of me. You pitch me some content. We are always looking for new, original, exclusive content at Fightful.com. We want to set ourselves apart. We want to make it a destination for you. MMA, pro wrestling, boxing. You know, we got it locked down. Now that JJ versus Rose is booked, do you expect a completely different outcome? Will Rose come out with the championship belt again? Man, okay, so that's, that's tough. Like... I thought that Joanna was such a remarkable favorite in that fight, and I thought that Rose fought the perfect fight to beat Joanna and brought it to Joanna in a way that we had never seen before. Humbled Joanna, it seemed. Well, the thing is that that division is really, really lacking contenders. So for the UFC, the best thing that could possibly happen is Yoana wins, they get to do a trilogy and still let this division hatch itself out. Do I think that Yoana will win? Oh, man. You know, I, I'll reserve that judgment until I see her demeanor leading up to the fight because Yoana's a different kind of cat. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so is Rose, but look at Rose's demeanor before and after the fight. And I wonder if that will change how she approaches things because she always had that chip on her shoulder. She contended for the title and the first title fight that that division ever had when she was a baby in MMA. And she grew and she took some losses and she learned from them. And she made Joanna pay, man. She made Joanna pay. Props to powerful SRS to give us a recap. On my wife and I's 10th anniversary, we, we first started dating 10 years ago. Unfortunately, some circumstances did happen. So I, I had to work. Some professional circumstances. Like she didn't, Hit me with an impaler DDT or anything. No no sweat. But uh, guys, I want to thank you all so much for joining me. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. All that good stuff. Thank you all for staying up with me and enjoying this show. Fightful MMA podcast. We got the Holy Smokes MMA podcast coming up Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Visit Fightful.com. Use our forums. Until next time, we're out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.